Wait, seriously? We're doing the show again? Like, we're actually recording the show? Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everybody, my name is John Dotson and today I'm joined by Tim and Travis. And hey, how long has it been since we've done this show? I don't even know. COVID happened and it sucked. Life has changed a lot since we did the show just a year ago, and we're easing our way back in with a reunion show where we catch up and see what games, movies, TV, and such have helped us get through the pandemic. So, uh, let's kick things off. All right, everyone, we're going to start off with uh, just a normal... Well, actually, we've never done this before. It's not normal. A catch up time <laughs> where anything we want to dog and share publicly, we've been up to. Um, I'll kick things off with Travis. Travis. Catch well, I think time. that the first thing that we need to really address, because like everybody else has addressed this and we haven't had our chance yet, is what do you guys think about that Will Smith slap? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My God, I've, I'm so um, sick of hearing about it at this point, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, we're really going to talk about this. Um, I mean, we can if you want. I don't. I was kind of joking, but if you want to talk about it, go ahead. <laughs> Our comment uh, well, is I'd no talk comment. About it, but I don't want Will Smith to kick my ass, so I'd say something. But he'd just come to my house and beat the shit out. So I just can't say anything. <laughs> I don't know. I used to. I no. He's great. I you know everyone. I mean, who didn't? Who doesn't love Will Smith? I mean, or used to or whatever. I mean, Men in Black, like you know, Fresh Prince. I, I don't know, man. You. I mean, all I know is apparently when you have three hundred and fifty million dollars or more net worth, every, the walls are closing in on you <laughs> and it's hard. It's a hard life. I mean, with the butlers and the private jets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the movies mm-hmm. and the adoration and everything, I, I I'm just like, I can't even imagine how he even does it every day. You know, but the fact that you can retire right now, you don't actually have to do anything you could just ha- yeah, it's, I, I can't even imagine so I think we're all going to pour one out for him yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just so sick of hearing about it but yeah I had to make a little joke about that because I, I love what Daniel Radcliffe said like I'm so sick of hearing people's opinions about this I'm not going to add my own to the pile so ask me something else <laughs> but okay no. Harry Potter then talk about Chris Rock then yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't really been uh, like I haven't had really any life changes over the past year and a couple months since we've released a normal episode here. So um, I don't have a ton to talk about. Work's been going pretty well. Um, not really. A, I really wish that we had been able to stay work from home because um, I just really got, yeah, into, work that. From awesome. I got into that. That whole. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? That whole routine, yes, of working from home, and it is so great. Um, now Katie is working from home, and uh, I'm very jealous of her. Occasionally, you know, I, I, as long as I don't abuse the privilege, I can work from home. So, like, like occasionally, and it's it's really great working 
like essentially a few feet from Katie here and both doing our own thing and occasionally chatting. She's a good coworker, but yeah, uh, going back into the office was weird. It took some getting used to, um, and the mask mandates being what they were here. Most people were complying with it, but you know, if you still get into like huge crowds of people in the halls, not wearing masks and that was always fun but it seems like we're kind of at least for the omicron wave we're coming down from it and things are normalizing again so here's hoping (laughs) yeah definitely so i think maybe i had the i don't know i don't know who knows but uh so i'm apparently when people ask me hey john what game haven't you played yet it's the game of divorce so i've never played that game before and i was uh recently thrust onto the board last year (laughs) so that's um it's almost all wrapped up the whole the divorce thing um you know a lot of relationships are coming to an end because of covid that's just how it's happening i i have a lawyer according to her it's (laughs) it's a very divorcey time in the united states right now apparently the united states uh, is breaking up with itself. Oh, okay. Well, some relationships need to end, obviously. So if that's happening to you, you know, hold on to your friends and family and take care of yourself. Um, you know, everyone's going to tell you that it's going to be, you're going to be okay. I'm pretty sure that is the worst. Um, like people are trying to be nice to you when they're saying everything's going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. Sometimes when you're going through a really hard time, I think what people actually are trying to say is I like they want to be okay, or they just don't understand or something. They're trying to be helpful, maybe. But I I just want to say if you have someone going through a hard time, maybe saying you're going to be fine isn't the greatest thing to say to your friend. (laughs) Like at best, it's a wish. But like, what kind of advice is that? Just like, oh, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Like, yeah, maybe it will be fine eventually, but I'm not there yet. You know, emotionally. Yeah, you know, emotionally, one of the worst things you could deal with in your life. You're fine. You're going to be fine. It's like, um, just don't just avoid that. Uh, what I've been saying is the emotional is, uh, equivalent no. of walk it off. <laughs> it is so Kinda, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants you to walk it off. I'm sure if they got a divorce, it was harder for them than just that. Oh, you'll be fine. Um, if you're going through this, uh, hang in there and don't give up. And like I said, um, the, the thing that I really helped me is take care of yourself hang on to your friends and hang on to your family um because you know all we have are each other really i mean so that's it okay so we're going to talk about what games we've been playing in the last year does tim <laughs> have the show have, tim but tim didn't have like the the catch-up thing oh tim did you have catch-up you wanted to do Oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah, just I'm good over here. Just ignore me. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Tim's like, everything is fine. I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> awesome. All right, Tim. So thank you for that life update. Appreciate that. Um, so what games have you been enjoying over the pandemic? Tim, I'm sure you've been playing something. You've been playing something. Uh, yeah, I've been playing um a lot of borderlands i think i mentioned like 
a year ago. Tiny Tina's or three? Oh, well, we'll, we'll get there. So I think okay, gotcha. <laughs> on one of our last episodes, like a year ago or something, I had mentioned that a friend and I had uh, started playing Borderlands 3. Well, right as we were, you know, just kind of like wrapping that up, uh, my wife decided she wanted to get in on that action. So nice. she started up a character. I started up a new one to play with her. We went through all of Borderlands 3, including all the expansions. Um, she decided she wasn't done. So we jumped into Borderlands 2, started new characters, went through all of that and all the expansions. Then we went through the pre-sequel. Now we're moving on to uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Nice. <laughs> wow, so, that is a lot of Borderlands, man. That is, that is so much Borderlands. It's been, kept, it's been keeping us busy, but it's been a lot of fun. I, I like PC? playing with her. We play couch co-op. So, you know, it's yeah, it's a blast. So is that like the PS4 couch co-op? Or PS5, I guess now, right? PS5. Yeah. Uh, so far, Wonderlands is um, it's a little rough in the beginning just because it's a brand new game. There's a bunch of bugs. They still got to work out. But um, overall, it's a lot of fun. Uh, when she's at work and I'm not playing, you know, various versions of Borderlands with her, uh, I picked up Triangle Dumb Name. Oh, I'm sorry. Triangle Strategy on the Switch here, which, yeah. Triangle Dumb can, Name? Can we just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Square Enix, I, I know you you listen to our podcast here, so if, if I can just take a moment out of your time, get somebody new to mm, pick the mm. names for your games, because it's bad, bro. It's It's <laughs> real bad. I mean... Octopath, Octopath Traveler, Traveler at was least bad. made sense, right? A little like, bit, it made sense, but that's still bad. I, like vague, kind of, sort of, you know, eight characters, eight paths. Okay, mm. I see what they were doing there. Bravely Default was pretty bad, but they had like the Brave slash Default fight system in the battles. So like, yeah, kind of. Triangle strategy is just dumb. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> like... Again, I very slightly see what they're doing. There's like three kingdoms. And then in the kingdom you play in, there's like three houses. And then there's like, you know, they have this like morality system where there's like three different categories in it. OK, I get it. Triangles. And it's a tactics game. So strategy. But still, it's a stupid name. Your names are dumb. Get somebody else to pick your names. <laughs> Please. <laughs> OK, so never apply at Square Enix for a job. <laughs> Look, I'll like, be let's their see name what guy. He had to say like, about our company. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'll be their name guy if they need it. I won't even ask him for much. Just a name in the credits there, and to not have to put up with these stupid names. Hired. Oh God! Uh, what else have I done in the last year? <laughs> it's kind of hard to think back on the whole year, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see here. I played through uh, Final Fantasy Tactics again while I was waiting for Triangle Strategy. Um, I started it, but I didn't get very far. I got the expansion for the Final Fantasy VII remake, which also hmm. has a dumb name. What is it like? Integrade or something? Right. And, yeah, yeah. Where you get to play as yeah. uh, Yuffie. So I started it, but I haven't gotten very far. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I just I got very wrapped up playing other stuff. Uh, I went through 
Spider-Man and Miles Morales for PS5. I went through both of those, including all the expansions for Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah, I had played the original Spider-Man, but none of the expansions before. So when I I got a a PS5, first thing I bought was the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which came with the remastered, you know, Spider-Man with all the expansions. And so I just decided to go through uh, both of the games. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I've played here and there a bunch of other stuff, but I think those are the the highlights. Thank you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Travis. Well, I'm I've, like Tim was talking about how it was hard to think back a year ago. I, I was struggling, too. And I don't know at what point last year I started playing Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, but it was amazing. Um it's an open world samurai game where you're kind of fighting off the Mongol invasion of this little island called Tsushima. And it's just like the combat is so fluid and intuitive and amazing. And like, ah, man, I kind of want to erase that game from my memory and play it again because it's one of those near perfect experiences but, you know, I started up the new game plus and I was like, yeah, I've already done this like just a few weeks ago. I don't want to keep doing this. So, like, I haven't gone back to I think I want to I want to go back and play it now that I have a PS5 because they had an update. Um, super cool game. If you haven't played it, it is fantastic. Um, and then shortly after that, I went through. Well, you know, I got the PS5 very shortly after that, uh, and then I played. Final Fantasy seven integrate or whatever it's called, which was a lot of fun. Like Tim was talking about, it was a, it was a lot of fun to see kind of what was going on in another point of view of that game. But then I started a few month process where I only played games that had the word horizon in the title. <laughs> so like back when I first got a PS4, I bought horizon zero dawn and started playing it back then. And I loved it. And I, Something else came out and I put it down for a while. And then like a year and a half or two later, I picked it up again and started playing it and I loved it. And then again, I guess something came out or something distracted me from it and I stopped playing it. So finally, I finished this damn game on the PS5 and it turned out to be one of my favorite games on the the, for the last generation as a whole. Horizon Zero Dawn is beautiful. Like the whole story is like intricate and really well thought out. And, uh, you know, coming from having recently played Ghost of Tsushima, I kept you have these mounts in Horizon Zero Dawn and the command to like the, the button press to mount your horse in Ghost of Tsushima is the attack button in Horizon Zero Dawn. So hilariously, I kept attacking my own mounts constantly in this game but (laughs) like i never really got over it either like up to the end of the game i kept just beating the shit out of my own mounts but i love that game and um i was glad that i finished it before the sequel came out just a couple months ago but when i finished that it was actually like uh, two or three days after Forza Horizon, or I think Forza is how you're supposed to pronounce it. Forza Horizon 5 came out. And I played four a bit, actually less than I thought that I played it, but I was excited when 
five came out. So I grabbed that and just obsessed over that for a few weeks. Um, did everything that you can do in the single player and some of the, like the weekly stuff, like weekly missions that you can do. And then you know, I was like, let's, let's go back to four and see what I missed in that. And apparently most of it. So I've essentially finished out all the events you can do in Forza Horizon five, uh, four as well. And then by that point, Horizon Forbidden West had come out. So Lucky me, keep my Horizon streak going by playing the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's kind of like the perfect sequel where it it, it gives you a new a new place to do the same basic stuff, but everything is refined down so well. And like the, the story kept going in a really satisfying way like i don't know how much i don't want to give away too much if anybody hasn't played those games but after the discoveries of horizon zero dawn it's kind of hard to top those story-wise um but the way they expanded on them was really good uh the voice acting and some of the the characters were astounding seeing carrie ann moss as a villain who kind of comes on around to your side a bit was great. And I think Carrie Ann Moss needs to be in every video game now. Um, she was fantastic in that, but yeah, it was essentially just, you know, refined down mechanics from horizon zero dawn and everything just flowed really well. Uh, really briefly after that, I played like, like going back to another game that I, had picked up and put down a couple times. I finally finished the last of us, uh, the last of us remastered. So I bought the last of us on PS three back in the day. And then I think I put like five, six hours into it and then abandoned it, picked it back up on PS four, abandoned it. So this game took me three consoles to beat, but I finally beat it and then bought the last of us two and plowed through that one. Like, just mainlined it because those games are fantastic. Uh, you've heard all the good things about them over the years. All that hype is real. Uh, the story and the voice acting, even if the gameplay sucked, it would be worth playing them because it's like if the walking dead had those two games as two seasons, they would be the best two seasons like easily. Uh, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic zombie apocalypse thing, but Super good. Um, and now I decided I wanted some more zombie apocalypse. So I'm playing through days gone. Another old PS4 game that I kind of skipped out on at the time. But it's there's this nice little if you have PlayStation Plus, there's this nice little like greatest hits of PS4 that you can play for free. So I grabbed that and started playing it. It's a more open world than Last of Us, but very good so far. Um, and that's about it for what I've played over the past year. Thank you, Travis. Um, so what I've been playing is I need to click this thing because. OK, so <laughs> sorry, everybody. Uh, it's been a while since we've done the show. Been a while. Uh, so did I mention I got the divorce there? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> boy, are those expensive. OK, so I got a new PC and I'm going to say this. Um, it's pretty nice. It has an NVIDIA 3070, so kind of neat. It has more cores than I've ever thought a computer could have. It's really nuts. Uh, It's really, really fast, et cetera. 
Um, it's great. I, I don't know if people know CPUs, but it's got an i7 12700K with 16 cores and three turbos up to five gigahertz. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. It's just, the computers that I grew up with, we were happy if we had four megabytes of RAM. Anyway, so it <laughs> I mean, it hasn't great. been that long since we were talking about dual core processors. It's, I, mean, I, know, I guess I it know. has been, I but know. we're old, so yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, and so uh, yeah, let's start off with the uh, first game I've been playing on the new PC. Um, it's. Uh, it's really great. It's I've, I've been playing um, uh, Microsoft Solitaire on it. And, you know, I'm going to say this uh, now, on can Windows that run 11. on your new machine, because, I mean, that's pretty, re- you know, resource intensive. Yeah, I'm really, going to say, really. I, you know, it runs it like a champ, my friends. It runs it like a champ. Nice. So the new PC does come with Windows 11. Windows 11 has a store in it. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of like Microsoft just doing more Mac-y kind of things or whatever. People ask, should I grow up to Windows 11? I mean, no, if you have 10 and it, no, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like it's, it's mostly it's, the same. It's, it's just, that. Eh. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It came with the computer. I love it. I think it's great. Um, but yeah, it runs Microsoft Solitaire just fine. But uh, no, Microsoft Solitaire is really, it's really good. You guys remember the old PC Solitaire that used to come with? It's basically that. Um but upgrade like just for a new era and it's really really nice to play um i'm gonna say the only negative though when you get it from microsoft store is it comes with ads it basically is like an ipad app but it runs really great on the desktop and it's very reminiscent of the old game Uh, you can get it on your iphone android phone and again you're just gonna get ads sometimes it's like uh, annoying but you know i mean it's free they want to pay for it it's free to play now so that's fine do you really have to really like watch like see ads in solitaire on windows 11 i haven't even opened that app up so well so it's not included in windows you have to download it from the microsoft store right Uh, which is microsoft classic solitaire and because they want to fund the game and it's free to play and all that stuff it used to memories that come with the operating system and i you know what i mean i kind of like that but now it's available on iphones and android phones and windows and all this kind of stuff so they put in ads and stuff so they could pay for it and i mean i guess you could buy out the ads or something for like 30 days which is annoying like that's not how i want to play for, pay for solitaire right i wouldn't mind paying for it but whatever so no it's been really really fun um so but that's been smoking my pc obviously it's it's like has to go into overdrive to play that but uh, i would say the game i played the most during the pandemic was fortnite um it's been it's just been a game that's been there it's fun easy to get in pick up and play uh, a lot, a lot on my Xbox Series X. And now that I got my new PC, I'm playing a lot on that as well. Um, it plays I'm buttery smooth on both. I mean, Xbox Series X, it's like 120 frames a second on my PC. It's I mean, my PC could probably do 120 frames easy, but uh, I don't have a monitor that can do that. I have a 60 hertz monitor, so it pushes every game at 60 hertz. You know, it can it can even do way more than that. But I love Fortnite. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, recently, one of my sisters got married and um i've been playing with her husband in duo mode actually and he's he's pretty good you know we get in there and we i i it was really fun one night we had five victory royales out of six total games so that's a fun that's a fun night um the last night we played we won one match out of six so you know i'm not every night you know it's like a is like a destruction but fortnite is a really fun game 
Um, and it's even better. This new season is weird, though. You know, you remember when we all tried Fortnite back in the day, right? There's a Trivial Ghost Radio episode where we like talk about Fortnite, mm-hmm. like yeah. we're like 80 years yeah. old, right? Here's this new fangled game. <laughs> and um, you guys remember you could build in it, right? Because it's that's the port forts. Right. You build your forts right, and right. You, you know what I mean? You shooter and all that. Uh, the new season uh, in Battle Royale takes out building entirely. <laughs> Just out, out. So that's cool. It always um, seemed pretty wonky to begin with. <laughs> yeah, like I felt like right. it it worked for the people who knew what they were doing and I had no fucking clue what I was doing. So I kept getting smoked right. by the builders and I didn't put in enough time yeah. to really figure out what I was doing with the building. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that's out uh, in this season for Battle Royale. So if you just wanted to play a shooter and they add like a super mega jump, like super mega run, they add you can like, you know, jump higher um, and you can slide. And so we just want to play a regular, you know, Battle Royale shooter without building, like <laughs> check out this season. It's out for now anyway. So it's kind of interesting. Um, so. A couple other games I've been playing. So my son is five, almost six. And we recently and I got picked up for uh, sorry, Minecraft for twenty dollars on the switch. I was I, I really wanted to pick up physical version of it. And I thought the switch would be the a good platform to get it to play with my son. So, you know, you can take it with you, you know, when you go places. So that's been so much fun to play that game with him. Just explore it with him again. I wrote an article about it on Cheerful Ghost. We've built a. We've got a house into a mountain and well, actually, it's more into the we, we built it sort of into the side of a hill. Um, we've got a swimming pool inside of that. We've got another swimming pool further down, um, got our bed there. We've got like a pen for sheep, cows, that kind of thing. Um, we found some llamas. Apparently llamas are now in the game and you can lead them along with, a, you know, with the lead and stuff. That's really fun. So we found some pigs and we built a tree house and all this kind of thing. And so in a wheat field and all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 the Minecraft that you love. And we're really light in it. You know, we're not like hardcore players or whatever, you know, so we're just having fun. And it's been so much fun with him and he loves it. And I got him a Minecraft blanket and he loves sleeping in the Minecraft blanket. And I got him a couple of Minecraft Legos, a small set, you know, like a ten dollar set or whatever. And he loves that. He loves it. And I remember, you know, I remember what it was like, you know, Tim, I think for us, you know, for you and me and Travis was maybe more on the Sonic side, but like it was like Mario cereal, Mario, you know, bed sheets, Mario, you know what I mean? And for him, he's like, I want a Minecraft blanket. I want a Minecraft this. He's like, Dad, he, he just asked me the other day. He's like, Daddy, can I have a creeper plushie? Like a stuffy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, whoa. That's awesome. Whoa, he's yeah, really into has this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I found it online and there's like creeper stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. He loves it. And that's great. I'm I'm really happy. Um, How crazy long see, has it been that Minecraft has been this cultural phenomenon that every kid seems to just love like it never goes out of style. That's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, I yeah, think Minecraft in this instance, is real big in our house, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this instance, it's 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 probably because of me showing it to him, because I think what's actually the bigger game amongst kids that covers it is Roblox, actually. So I think Roblox right now is. Oh, Roblox is going nuts. Yeah, it's desecrating Minecraft. Yeah, (sighs) and I think that's the bigger game. Um, But I don't I, I, you know, we're playing Minecraft together. You know, I'm not you know, he's not in Roblox like his cousins love Roblox. They are playing it all the time on their tablet. 
So, but yeah, I, but yeah, Minecraft is, I hope it goes long. You know, I hope it's one of those games that continues on and maybe has a VR component and stuff like that. That'd be really great. Minecraft Dungeons is really good. It's just, you know, Minecraft if it were Diablo and he thinks that's real fun too. So I got to help him because he gets, he dies a lot, but oh, and yeah. by the way, I was always at the, I really like I at that. The mall. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you're talking about Minecraft. Yeah. 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 Like Minecraft Dungeons. I feel like they did such a great job of taking that like Diablo ish like play style and kind of refining it down to the core and just making it super accessible and you can get into it as much as you want like as deep into it as you want and make it as hard as you want but like it's super accessible I love how they did that like it's it kind of like it felt like Hearthstone in a way to me like how Hearthstone took the trading card game and just refined it down to its simplest form and made it so accessible and really fun to play I feel like Minecraft Dungeons kind of did the same thing yeah you're absolutely right on that the other day my son and I were at a mall there weren't very many people there it was a it was an off day and there's a Minecraft Dungeons video game there and it was it was cool. It's like the old Ninja Turtles, you know, but it was larger, you know, with a bigger screen and everything. You'd have like four, maybe even six Minecraft Dungeons players in there. And the cool thing about that is you got a card that would give you a special ability and you could take the card when you were done. So not only could you play the game, but you could get a really fun, you know, Minecraft Dungeons trading card or whatnot. So that was kind of fun. Now, the game's way harder in the arcade than it was at home, <laughs> but they're still trying to steal your money you in the arcade. So I don't know. I know you got to get them quarters, right? I just rather play the game, but it was fun. It was fun playing the arcade, too. So another game I've been playing uh, has been Diablo 2 Resurrected. You know, y'all, what a great glow up of classic game. Are all the grandfather old game mechanics still here? Yes, they are. Except auto gold pickup. That's like the only new thing. Oh, that yeah. Do I give a shit? Yeah. Nope. Uh, do I play it a lot? Not really. But when I do, it's real fun. And I've got <laughs> on PC and Xbox. And I think I prefer it on the Xbox. Honestly, it, it looks great. It looks real good. Blizzard mapped the controls perfectly and the game is real, real fun. But I want to warn everyone, it is the Diablo 2 of yesteryear with a really awesome yeah, glow up. So yeah, yeah. if you love them new mechanics, uh, like I, I played the shit out of some Diablo 2 back in the day when it was released. But yeah, it is right. rough to go back to it after Diablo 3 <laughs> kind of refined that a bit and Path of Exile and everything else. But no, it is really it is accurate. Like it feels like Diablo 2. It's just yeah. I had kind of forgotten how rough that could have been, but no, they did a great job with it for sure. Tim, you play this one? I have not, no. And uh, I kind of missed Diablo 2 the first time around um, because at that time I was playing um, Dungeon Siege with uh, my my roommates at the time. Yeah. You know, which kind of came out around that same era. And so my mm-hmm. group of friends, they all got into Dungeon Siege. So I missed Diablo 2. <laughs> I did eventually get it because uh, another friend was like, I refuse to believe that you've never played this. And so he actually bought it for me. <laughs> but um, I didn't get very far because, you know, at that point, yeah. I didn't really have anybody to play with. So I yeah. wanted a game that I could play with people. Totally. Yeah, I, I Dungeon Siege came out with a sequel, Dungeon Siege 3, and I, I wish it was better. Um, it, the original Dungeon Siege and Dungeon Siege 2 were incredible games, just fantastic. Um, we need something like that again. Those games are still really good. I don't think I've ever um, played so yeah. those. So I need to check that out. It's uh, kind of hard to play great. now because the company that made them like 
went out of business, mm, uh, including right. the company that basically like handled the multiplayer. Um, I think technically Square Enix owns the rights to it right now. Hmm. But um, yeah, like I don't even I think you can find them on Steam, but they've yeah. got like a bunch of weird restrictions and like you can't do online multiplayer anymore or there's something about them that's, you know, kind of broken. So even though you can still buy the game, it's not going to be the same experience. Yeah. So that's Dungeon Siege. Buy it for not the same experience. So um, <laughs> another game I've been playing is Zelda Game and Watch. So I got this around the holidays. I say I got it before the holidays. Obviously. I saved it to open it on Christmas. I open it on Christmas and it's The Legend of Zelda on NES, Adventures of Link on NES, and Link's Awakening on Game Boy in one handheld. It's great. You know, you guys remember the Super Mario Game & Watch, and it was good. And you're like, yeah. oh, the original Mario, that's neat. And then the Lost Levels, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Nintendo could have did better, actually. They could have done right. better. They could have right. done... They could have. And with the Zelda Game & Watch, they did. And I'm, they did so much better. On every front, it's just so much better. Firstly, they included more games. Honestly, the original Mario game and watched it probably had Mario 2 and 3 on there, too. That would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. It would have been incredible. Um, so this one, they included three classic Zelda games. That's awesome. Then, then not only that, but when you go into the um, the watch mode, you, uh, you can actually control Link on the screen <laughs> in timer mode if you want, which is really fun. And they also added this other like beat the clock mode where you just waves and waves of bad guys come onto the screen and like Adventures of Link style and you just try to like beat like survive. And it's so neat. That's like a cool mode to add on there. And then they added and then, of course, there's the game and watch thing. And then there's just the watch on there. But it feels like. The yeah, it, it feels real good. And and also, it, I think Nintendo needs to do like a Game Boy classic because <laughs> it feels I like a Game really Boy classic because the game I've been yes. playing on there is Link's Awakening on Game Boy. And it's so good, like just a smaller screen and the game feels really good and everything like that. It's a great game. So I would love it I've if they playing. released a Game Boy classic as a cart for uh, the Switch. Yes. OK, yes. I, I could accept that. I, I would accept that for sure. Um, so which they won't, they'll put it on their Nintendo online thing that yeah. they're gonna charge another $30 for. That's probably what yeah. they would do. Yeah. So I've been playing through Link's Awakening, and the original Game Boy game is still really good, in my opinion. Even after the incredible Switch remake, it's a great game. I think it really holds up. It's more focused Zelda game, which is probably why I like it so much. Is it eight thousand hours? No, no, it's not. Uh, but those games don't really fit in my life anyway right now. So but it's really good. It's real, real good. Um, I kind of do this one like thing I liked about the Switch version. You get more than just two attack buttons that you have to swap between. Like mm-hmm. that was yes. kind of nice. That was that super they nice. Gave you more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really after nice. the remake, I went back and replayed the the Game Boy Color version. And that was rough like just relearning to do everything on the two <laughs> buttons but yeah still yeah. it's it's got that game boy charm that it was worth playing through yeah it's also harder too i realized that the switch version adds fairy bottles and yes. all you had in the original one mm-hmm. was the was the magic medicine that you you rub on yourself and you can, can come back one time and i'm like that and plus you so the switch version has magic medicine plus fairy bottles it makes it so much easier just so much easier i'm like playing the game I'm like okay let's go get the fairy bottle 
And I'm and I'm like, wait, where's the fairy bottle? What what what's weird about this game? And I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't it doesn't exist in this game. So Zelda Game and Watch, really good. Mario uh, Nintendo can do more of these. I don't know what other franchise they would do more of these with, but uh Kirby maybe. <laughs> oh, actually, if they did a Metroid game and watch, that would be great. I'd buy that. Um, but anyways, they're really, really fun. So that's what I've been playing. Okay, so what movies and TV have we been watching over the pandemic? Travis, what have you been watching? Oh, so much stuff. Um, like, again, going back to what we were talking about with the games, trying to think back to what I've watched, it's really hard. So I'm going to go through a few highlights. Um, I have really loved what Marvel has been doing in the movie realm. Um, I'm not sure when Shang-Chi came out. I don't know if we would have talked about that back then. I don't think we could have, but I really liked that. I thought that that was a fantastic Marvel film. Um, I, you know, Eternals was pretty good, kind of unnecessary, but then like here recently, uh, a few weeks back, we finally went to see Spider-Man No Way Home and man, that might be the best Spider-Man movie that has come out ever. Uh, wow. It was really good. Um, I loved Dr. Strange and Peter's kind of back and forth in that movie. They clearly were so annoyed with each other and still kind of cared about each other. And it was great to see, but like, you know, naturally of, of course, seeing the previous Spider-Man from the Sony universes was great. Uh, there's just, everything was great entirely. Like I have no, no notes on that one, but um Question for you guys. Yes. Uh, okay. Can we talk about Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers? Tim, are you okay with that? I actually haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> okay, Tim. I, well, did you know that the other Spider-Man showed up? I knew the other Spider-Man were in it. I am glad unfortunately got ruined for me. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't okay. spoil that for you. <clears throat> well, no, I was going to mention I, something. I I tried so hard to avoid spoilers, but yeah, yeah. It, it just became impossible after a while, especially after this long, because I just I haven't had a chance to go see it. Yes. I even yeah. tried twice to, like, try to make plans, but they they both fell just through. Just buy it. You can just I'm, buy it now. <laughs> I'm going to, but it's yeah. not on Blu-ray yet. It comes out later this mm, month. It's not. It's not on 4K <laughs> yet. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. I know. I, I can't even rent it right now. I think you can only buy it on Amazon. <sighs> right, right. You can buy it on a couple streaming services, but you can't like rent it, you know? Yeah, yeah. that was the worst kept secret. Like everybody knew that they were going to be in it for like months beforehand, but they kept denying it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of fun too, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> kind of like with a uh, Kingpin showing up in uh, Hawkeye. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that, that kinda, was like, great It kind of kept like, leaking, but they were still bleeding, you know, kind of pretending like, no, no, it's, you know, you can't trust these rumors. And mm -hmm. but it's it's still fun. And then when it mm -hmm. does happen, you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't stuff. even remember what Marvel shows came out since the last time we did one of these episodes. Like, I know um, quite a few, I think. Yeah. Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Do we had Loki come out by that, that point? 
No, we'll keep having we talked about, about maybe point. maybe we talked about one of the maybe one a couple yeah, of episodes yeah. or I whatever. Know, yeah, we we talked about WandaVision. I know we did that. Yes. Oh yeah, I we don't think we've talked about any of them since Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think we got a little bit of that, but anyway. Yeah, just um, a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, I finished. Yeah. Like those were so like all of the Marvel TV shows have been great. Like I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was what if the most kind of in line with you know this this like a long Marvel movie, but they're doing a lot of really great stuff in these shows. And what if yes, like you mentioned, like what if it felt like at the time that this was just the Loki you know, show was amazing. Un- by the way, yes, yes, like it felt like what if at the time was just this little nice fun offshoot of marvel that doesn't really matter but then like you see the new trailers for the new doctor strange movie and you see the doctor strange from what if in it after he's like you know gone insane and kind of evil so like things just got out of hand travis things just got out of hand yes yes but yeah yeah i love seeing all those like little bits of like the what ifs and like all the un- different universes in what if but i think loki loki is uh, i don't know if loki is my favorite marvel show or if wandavision is it's tough it's really tough but yeah loki was really good loki was um, so was, inventive yeah. maybe wandavision i think for me because i think culturally it just landed and everyone you know was so relevant you know we were talking about it and i just think that show was probably yeah i i felt like wandavision because it was at the start of the pandemic and disney just kind of dropped it Mm -hmm. and everyone watched it it just felt like it was more of a thing than any marvel show that's ever come after it it seemed like it was like massive and then everything wasn't quite as big as that i also (laughs) think that uh as far as like you know i i don't think every show needs to do the you know the weekly release schedule but i think Mm -hmm. that show in particular really benefited from it because each episode was like you know so different that it gave everybody time to like talk about it and theorize about it and then you know like the community kind of formed around it so that everybody was talking about it and then the next week came by you got the new episode there's you know i i think it's it sort of brought back that almost that well, not water cooler talk because nobody was at their offices anymore, but <laughs> right, you you right. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think some some shows really do benefit from that kind of thing. Some shows are better to binge on like, yeah, it would have sucked binging on um, or, or, or like going week to week with like Squid Game. Squid Game was fantastic. I loved that. Yeah, agreed. I that would, you can do that at your own pace made that show so a lot. I yeah, wouldn't have Squid wanted to wait like week to week on that one. That was a great binge. But WandaVision, I think th- that was really beneficial for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I've loved everything that Marvel's been doing since the last time we talked. They continue. Like, I, I kind of wondered after Endgame, like, you know, kind of not destroying the Avengers, but definitely messing them up how are they going to keep going with this and they're showing that they can kind of go a different direction than they have been and i love that and i can't wait to see multiverse of madness and what else they have coming up with but um one kind of controversial movie that came out very recently well not very recently anymore but back in december matrix revolutions revolution no. Oh yes, not Resurrections. 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 Yeah, I'm going to talk John? about this one too. 
Okay, because I would love to talk about this one with you guys. Great. Okay. Well, well, let's stamp. Let's talk about Matrix Resurrections right now, Travis. You can start. Go ahead. Okay. I felt like this was a movie that never needed to be made. I'm glad that it was made. I enjoyed going back into this world with with them. Um, kind of the commentary they made on the remakes, the remake culture of Hollywood was interesting, considering this was it a remake the in itself. Kinda. Movie I think right. I've ever seen. Right, right. <laughs> and like Neil Patrick Harris was such a menacing villain in this movie. He did such a great job. I mean, it wasn't a perfect movie. Like I, I kind of left it thinking it didn't really add anything on to the matrix lore as a whole. It didn't really change anything, but I really enjoyed it. Like I, people, I think feel like people are being too critical of it. I kind of see their points at the same time. It felt like I can't remember which of the Wachowski sisters directed this and which one stayed out of it but lana yeah i think it was lana uh, and my headphones came unplugged one second it was lana wachowski travis right I yeah think he's still figuring out his headphones yeah, yeah i'm back <laughs> sorry okay. okay travis when you edit the episode can you please insert yakety sacks during that brief silence thank you I will absolutely do that. That sounds amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got what Lana wanted to do with this. Like she had an emotional moment she was trying to work through. And so like it, it felt like kind of going home with her in a way, like she was going back to these comfort characters and we were going with her and it really landed with me on that front. Well, and one of my favorite yeah. parts is when uh, Neo, well, you know, Neo, uh, Mr. Anderson goes in to uh, talk to his boss, who we later find out is, you know, kind of Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. But um, and the, the Smith character basically says, like, look, our uh, our parent company, Warner Brothers, has decided they're going to do a sequel either with or without us. So right. like you can right. get on board now or, you know, it's going to ha- or it's going to happen without you. And I so I was kind of surprised like, that Warner let some of that stuff slide, honestly. <laughs> I can't believe they let that in. Yeah. Honestly, it seems like the same kind of commentary they had in Space Jam, you know, where they're talking about the Warnerverse and all this kind of stuff. So I. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, it's like Warner Brothers is like meta up in all their movies now. You know what I mean? Space Jam, Matrix. Maybe it's like a corporate mandate. You know, must <laughs> must <laughs> must acknowledge parent company Warner Media. <laughs> yeah, I one hundred percent believe HBO Max that Warner Brothers is going to be yeah. like, we're on HBO Max. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's like okay. HBO like does give John Oliver a lot of leeway to like insult AT&T all the time. So you know, maybe it's just part of the culture. <laughs> I thought that HBO Warner or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was, I kind of liked that, you know, you, you definitely know that like Warner brothers approached the Wachowskis and were like, we're doing a matrix movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it kind of do you felt want us to pay like, you or do you want us to pay some other person? Oh, yeah, you? Exactly. Okay, go to you. Okay. We'll pay you. And so we'll it, you. it really felt like Lana, you know, decided like all right well if this is going to happen i'm going to do it my way and it's going to be a personal thing for me and i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good i also i mean i think it was the best 
Matrix sequel we've gotten. <laughs> um, I yeah, enjoyed it more than two and this three. Movie. Yeah, people. Everyone trashing this movie is like, are they are they saying that the other two were better? I don't understand. Like, I, I, in retrospect, I like those other two a lot more than I did when I first Same. saw them. Same. However, uh, Resurrections is way better than the final Matrix movie. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Someone could claim that that's not the case, but all right, cool. You know. Yeah. Uh, leading but, up to the new one, uh, me and my wife went through all three of the other mm-hmm. Matrix movies. Same here. Yeah. Sorry, I just <clears throat> choked on some coffee a little bit here. <coughs> awesome. We are on top of our game here. <laughs> uh, uh, make liberal use of yakety sex, Travis. <laughs> Anyways, Tim, you were saying. Yeah, anyway, so me and my wife watched the uh, the Matrix movies again leading up to the, the fourth one. And whoosh, yeah, two and three, man. It, they're they're rough. <laughs> there are choices that are made those. in those movies that I do not understand whatsoever. Like I still I like them way more than I did back when they were in theaters. But yeah, I don't get some of those choices. They've got Reloaded some real cool good. parts, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, there's yeah, I'd definitely say some. Is good. It's not. It's like yeah. it, it pales in comparison to the original, but it was good. Uh, the third one was okay it was okay i guess if three had pulled it around i think people would have been a lot more forgiving of two you know because yes, agreed agreed yeah but oof, did three not pull it together <laughs> wow yeah number four i liked it i really enjoyed matrix resurrections too travis it- it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed it when I was in the middle of the movie. I'm like, this is a long movie. I'm like, I like it. It's great. Um, I, I think it's clear that it's not. Sorry, excuse me. Wow. We're just just wow. We're at rare form right now. Everyone's turned this off. Meaning <laughs> I, I really like. I think that it's clear that the Matrix uh, directors and the folks making it aren't really focused on the action like they did in the originals. Mm -hmm. If you came looking for some mind warping action like the first couple, you're not getting it here. This is not that kind of movie. In fact, they take a pretty different slide with it. Some good set pieces, but nothing really like the original. I mean, the originals are action cinema, you know, some of the greatest, you know, tributes to Hong Kong cinema and, you know have influenced all action cinemas. I mean, there's no John Wick without the Matrix movies, you no, know, I mean, because it's not. just yeah. it just and what it did, you know, so and I don't think they're trying to break any ground here. Um, and I think that's probably the only area where I was like, well, it's, you know, but honestly, that this movie is really good. And and I'd say it's uh, it's really strange. It's a strange movie. I, I kind of want to go really bonkers, um, honestly, uh, but for a studio film, I really enjoyed it. And I know like everything, it got a huge blowback like travis said and i don't even know what movie blowback means anymore i mean if every film released it gets the last jedi treatment i don't know reaction like what matters anymore you know what i mean like give me a break people nothing matters anymore like honestly it seems like (laughs) there's so much content out there that if it's not the absolute pinnacle of art then it is literal garbage and you should be ashamed of watching it and i hate that yeah I hate that. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great. It's a lot. So much fun. If you don't like it, cool, man. But like every movie doesn't need, you know, the last Jedi reaction. Guys, come on. Like, are we, it's just, whatever. It, Phantom did, is did, exhausting. Did you, did you, 
<laughs> I know. Didn't we? Didn't y'all see it on your subscription to HBO Max? Why are you complaining? The world is incredible. <laughs> Go outside. Seriously, I I don't know what to tell you. What's the new thing but, people are telling um, people to do? Touch grass. Like, yeah, go touch some grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, touch. Never heard of it. Touch, touch, touch grass. So, um, Resurrections is a fun film. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch it again. Anyways, Travis, you were uh, you, this was your playing and watching. You're watching. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, what did I have left? Q yakety socks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the one that I saved, the movie that I saved for last. Uh, I got a couple of TV shows to talk about, but the movie I saved for last was Dune because, oh man, Denis Villeneuve as never fails. He is like, if I see his name on the director line of a movie, I'm going to watch it regardless. Like this man is brilliant. Uh, people talked about how Donald Trump's biography film directed by Denis Villeneuve 10 hours long. Okay, if we mention Trump again, I'm officially Never signing mind. off the podcast. <laughs> Never mind. I won't watch that. <laughs> I'm so goddamn sick of hearing that name, dude. Unless it is followed by indicted or arrested, I never want to hear that name again. <laughs> oh, it's a man. pandemic callback. Oh, Travis, continue what we yeah, were saying. Yeah, continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, like, if people talked about how Dune was the unadaptable book and... I had I have not read it uh, since the movie. I've read a few chapters of it. I intend to keep reading it. It's a really good read so far. My wife has read this book like probably once every 10 years. Or no, sorry. Once every two years since she was like 10 years old. This is like her favorite, one of her favorite books of all time. And this movie was a perfect ad- adaptation for her as someone who was a Great fan of it. Well, adaptation of the first half. We got part two coming in a couple of years. Uh, as somebody who has never read the books or had never read the book until then, it really worked for me. Like I had seen the old David Lynch, Kyle McLaughlin Dune, and it's a bit all over the place, but it's got a kind of charm, like an 80s sci-fi bonkers ass movie charm to it. But man, this movie was great. Uh Loved every minute of it, except for if you watched it at home, which we did like a f- couple of days after we watched it in the theaters, you really need subtitles. The The sound design is kind of all over the place with uh, Becca Ferguson. I guess she kind of like whispers most of a lot of her lines and it works if you're seeing it in the theater. But if you're watching it at home, you can't understand a damn thing she's saying half the time. Uh, so turn up those speakers or turn on the subtitles for her lines but seriously i cannot wait for dune part two and i hope they kind of finish out the at least the first trilogy of those books with this cast but um yeah loved it start to bottom have you guys seen that one yes i have i liked it a lot too nice i liked that um it it felt uh I mean, it it was a modern movie, but it had almost like a slower pace, like a lot of movies nowadays don't have anymore. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but I, I felt like it really worked for this movie because there's so much going on. It, and it really kind of like let, you know, all the characters and stuff like have a like a moment, you know, I, I don't know. It was I actually really enjoyed that it had a slightly slower pace than a lot of more, you know, mm-hmm. modern movies do now. 
I'm gonna take a slight swerve here and say that I thought Dune was okay. It's okay. It's okay. I saw it in the movie theater, and I don't. And I know this is gonna make all the cinephiles really upset. I'm really sorry to say this to cinephiles and stuff. Um, it wasn't a, for me. It didn't seem like a movie theater movie. Now everyone's like, "You gotta see this in the cinema. It's just, it's amazing. It's this blah blah blah." And 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 for them, that's true. For me, honestly, Dune seemed more like a contemplative film to me. It didn't seem like a popcorn you know, movie you need to see with a bunch of people, even though I saw it with a bunch of my friends. It just it's 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 just not a crowd pleaser like that. It's not like Spider-Man No Way Home, which I can't spoil. But, you know, because uh, Tim hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> but like it's just not that kind of movie where people are like, yay. And oh, my goodness. And oh, and this and that. It's just not. I mean, unless you get really excited about the desert. It's not really that kind of a movie. So for me, I really honestly wanted to see it at home and just kind of think about it more. And and I haven't yet. And I and I really need to because and, and I think the other reason why maybe it wasn't great is because we saw it in theaters in this. And it's I think it's called RPX or something like that. And the idea is that. Mm, yeah, that they, can be they, great they like, or really bad, depending on the movie. Yeah, yes. So. So what it does is it like shakes and vibrates and shoots water in your face and kicks you in the balls and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it tries to give you this extra wait wait sensory. you pay to get kicked in the balls. I I just I I mean isn't that how that works? I don't. I mean I usually charge people to kick me in the balls. Not I mean I pay a lot of money to get kicked in the balls like every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, okay, guys. Well, that's interesting. All right. Well, it's uh, you guys are holding out of me on what you've been playing. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I think that uh, so there's this RPX thing. And basically uh, it was broken behind my seat. So every time there'd be like a oh, big no. vibration, which is all the flipping time, it'd be like it just sounded like like so much shaking broken metal behind my chair. Oh, that's, and that that's terrible. Was very just that's very distracting. I don't think that was the re- I mean, even though it was really distracting, I don't think that was the reason why. But anyways, like I said, I just think for me, it was it was a good movie. But here's the thing, like you've got Aquaman in it and he's like, Mommy! you know, he's, you know, he's Jason. Momoa, he's trying to have fun, but no one else is like, what movie is this guy? And I don't even know. And he's trying to have a good time, but it's just not that kind of movie. <laughs> so it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm going to give it a shot on my own and hopefully I like it. So, but was really pretty. And Denis Villeneuve is a fantastic director. Nothing against him. He's fantastic. fantastic. I, I think if any, if you're in a theater of people treating that like a blockbuster, then it's probably going to be terrible. But like, if you're in a theater of people that are being quiet and you don't have like some shit r- rattling behind you, like you did, <laughs> like yeah. the big screen That's experience of it, like just the scope of it was so beautiful. Like it was essentially, it was a it wasn't like a full theater, but it had a, a few people in there, but it was just entirely silent in the theater from start yeah. to end. And yeah. you're right that it is very con- contemplative, like you need to really sit with it. And if your theater experience wasn't allowing you to do that, then it was ruined for you. I, I can totally see where you're coming from with that. OK, yeah, I just didn't feel like I was able to really take it in like i wanted maybe it was the rattling you know (laughs) death box behind me i don't know i don't know what it was maybe i didn't get kicked in the balls properly i don't know but anyways uh i want to watch it again is there a proper way to get kicked in the balls yes and i pay someone very good money to know how to do that right And, uh, yep, stay tuned for after uh, Dark Show. That will be coming out right after this episode. 
yeah, like I saw Blade Runner 2049 in a theater and I hated that movie because of my theater experience and then decided, you know what? Maybe we should watch this again. Oh, that movie's fantastic, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. I was like, maybe we should Fair watch enough. this again without the loud people behind us. And it was fantastic. Like, I wish that I had seen that in a theater with people who would shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. And the whole experience was kind of ruined because of it. So, yeah, I think I know where you're coming from there. So, yeah, aside from that, I've watched a lot of TV and I don't remember much of it, but we're right now we're watching a show called Search Party. And I don't know if you guys have seen this show. It starts off in season one about, you know, this group of friends who has a friend from college or kind of an acquaintance from college that's gone missing and they're trying to find her. It's a kind of a weirdly dark comedy um, starring. I'm going to butcher her name, Alia Shawcott. From like she played maybe in Arrested Development. Um, so like now I'm in season five of this show and I'm thinking like, you remember when this was a show about a missing girl? Like stuff got so weird. Like it keeps getting funnier every season and more off the wall every season. There's like they're going into like sci fi mystical territory now. And like. I don't want to say anything about it, except it, it's about in season one, it's about them trying to find their missing acquaintance and then just don't expect anything. And then the season's coming after that because it's bonkers. But yeah, that that's a weird show. It's on HBO Max. I think it was on TBS for the first couple seasons before it moved over there. But yeah, great show. Check it out. Thank you, Travis. All right. So we'll talk a little bit about what I've been watching. So recently I cut the streaming cord for some services, I decided, listen, you know, I'm going to just just start chopping these things down. And, you know, I don't have you don't have Prime Video anymore. I don't have Netflix anymore. And I'm just trying to be like, listen, you got a lot of movies. Let's watch that. Let's let's try to see what you can watch with free streaming stuff. And I really want to do a shout out to Pluto TV, Pluto.tv. It's a free streaming app. It honestly op- operates a lot like cable. They take all these different sources and they kind of bring it to you in a cable in a cable interface. And it's all free, you know, ad supported and stuff like that. So I, I really, really enjoyed watching Pluto for, I don't know, the last year. It, it's been incredible. There's 24-7 stations dedicated to 24-7 content of The Price is Right, the Bob Barker era. Okay, and I've been recently been watching that, and boy, oh boy, is The Price is Right a lot of fun. But Bob Barker, hmm, you know, I don't know, back in the 70s and 80s, eh, so his comments, let's just say they're a little antiquated for his thoughts on women, I'd say. Have they not aged yeah. well? No, they thoughts haven't. Thoughts from a However, dude in the 70s haven't aged well? Holy shit. I'm surprised. I know his com- he just has to comment on all women's looks and how much he's very excited about them uh, or not excited. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Bob. Oh, God, that's your dad. I'm just I'm just calling it as I see it, my friends. This is one way to say it. <laughs> but the show is just incredible. I mean, imagine a show, guys. This is literally what the show's about. It's a show for television, which is basically for advertisers with commercials where the show and the games are commercial <laughs> for products that they yeah. have commercials for in the show. And people have fun buying and winning the stuff that you they want you to buy. So it's a show where they're giving away the things they want you to buy. And you get excited about buying things. 
And I love this show, guys. <laughs> I love it All right, so, so I, I have to make so a brief fun. comment here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm flashing back to a point where, like, we watched um, the entirety of Mr. Bean in, like, a couple of days. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you're talking about, oh, man, I didn't expect you to say you were mainlining Mr. Bean. Like, I'm not, I did not expect you to say that you had been mainlining The Price is Right to me right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. From the 70s. From yeah. the 70s, yeah. From the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and I 90s. love it. Yeah, I listen, love it. friends, friends, did you know The Price is Right is the longest running TV anything ever they have over five thousand mm-hmm. yeah. episodes plus it's still going strong drew carey finally not commenting on women and the way that bob bargain thank you drew you're bringing the show closer closer to perfection oh it's a phenomenon for know. sure like it's nuts it's a okay. great show honestly so guys, i, I, I gotta you, ask this though um yeah, 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 be, yeah being yeah, that yeah. this is price is right in seven in the yes. 70s uh-huh yes, like yes. is it are there ever moments where you're like shocked by how like different prices for stuff was oh, like at the time the thing. Today. friends go to pluto.tv download on your tv whatever watch an episode you're gonna be shocked how cheap stuff is now that was expensive back then what Here, really so so that is the thing yo no 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 here's the thing coffee makers cheaper now seriously there's stuff that's so much cheaper now now stuff some stuff is really a lot more expensive i'll, I'll tell you about the things that are way more expensive now cars Back then, a new car. It's like four to six grand for the new car. Okay, so that's why it's like, I don't know. What's a new car now? 40, 60,000. I don't know. Some insane amount of money for a new car. Back it's then, a lot. We've been cheaper. shopping for my wife and yeah, it's crazy. Right. But here's some <laughs> things that are the same. Here's some things that are the same. Price the same. So the other day they're talking about um, freezy pops. You know, those freezy pops, you know, you put in the pops, you know, put in the fridge. It's like a yeah. dollar. It's like a buck. It's a buck. Still a buck. Still a buck. Honestly. Get those at the dollar store. Same price. Dinty more stew, a buck fifty. Honestly, not that much more. Honestly, it's really not. No, it's really not. There are some. Wow. No, it's really not. There are some food that is way cheaper. But honestly, guys, like electronics, so much cheaper. People would spend thousands of dollars on beds. They're still thousands. They're really not. That price hasn't really changed very much. Um, there are things that people don't buy anymore that they used to buy a lot back then. For instance, like, you know, the bed was like a brass bed or it's like gold <laughs> plating. You know, you know, people yes. used to do that back then. They'd gold plate it. Also, tea sets like there's this one where it's just like solid silver sterling and it was like four coffee tea. And it's like people had this like china fine china like hutches where they put your dishes in like no one does this anymore no one does it they just want ipads they don't want a hutch to put china in no one has china i think those are the big things but honestly watch the show because some stuff like like uh, um uh what, what else is cheaper now oh uh like microwaves they were like almost six hundred dollars for an entry Holy level microwave. Shit. You can get an entry level wow. microwave for ninety nine dollars yeah. now. So again, watch it and note how how much cheaper some things are now. Uh, houses will used to be like you know seventeen thousand or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're like yeah, a housing dollars. is a so little again, different. So really, I, I honestly think the modernization of our supply chain some stuff is a lot cheaper now some stuff like gas is way more that was probably a quarter you know a gallon back then now it's 50 billion dollars so some stuff's very expensive and some stuff's way cheaper quite by quite a lot so so check it out uh um so also on pluto tv there's an all-day channel that streams star trek the next generation all day long 
just randomizes episodes. It's incredible. It's incredible. Another show. They just added Stargate, a Stargate channel, which is 24-7 Stargate. They they randomized between the old Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and I assume the new Stargate. Um, can't remember uh, the, the one that was only like one season, which was really sad. Universe? Star, uh, Stargate Universe? Yeah, that's what I mean. Stargate Universe. I, I think that so it's 24-7 Stargate, which is they just added. It's so neat. There's also channels that are the Bob Ross just painting all day channel. There's <laughs> Julia Childs all day long. It's incredible. I like, oh, Supermarket Sweep. You guys remember that show from the you remember that show, Supermarket Sweep? Shit. That's on there. I forgot that. Yeah, I never saw that yeah. one. Yeah, there's a channel that's all key and peel all day long. It's incredible. So yeah, Pluto um, TV is just like if you have an interest, you can go watch that interest and you're going to watch some ads, but you're going to get everything that you want out of this channel. Yeah, for sure. Classic Doctor Who all day, which is yeah. so fun to watch. Classic Doctor Who all day. So again, I love Pluto. It's great. I don't mind ads. So whatever. Um, so let's get into it. So I have been watching some uh, Marvel films in the theater. Shang-Chi. I saw that one. Uh, that that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It gets a little bonkers at the end with that dragon thing. But beyond that, um, it's just like, let's get Marvel ending now movie big thing. Uh, but it was good. It was great. I think that I think the, that's a common scene on- complaint about Marvel movies these days is that uh, what the, in the like final act, like it gets very right. kind of samey, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That, it, sure. that everything that, always ends in this big action battle set piece, you know, and every movie all ends like like that. So which with magic dragons and big yeah, stuff and yeah. which is, yeah. you know, fair, but, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I think Seems my only working for I, him. Oh, it totally works. No, no. I mean, Shang-Chi is a great movie. I, I suppose my only thought is the first half of the movie is really, really good. And the second half just doesn't kind of match up to that. When when uh, when Aquafina, you know, puts on her bow and arrow, the, she's not any fun. And it's the movie's not really fun. It's all way too serious. But I think the movie's great when it's having fun. I don't think any scene you know, can come close to the bus fight like that scene is so good and nothing in the movie after that. Even the final scene comes close to it, in my opinion. Uh, it's just it's so good. I also saw Eternals. Um, and so I went to go see this with some of my friends and my, my friend hated it, just hated it. And I'm like, this is really cool. I thought it was fine. You know, um, uh, 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 Tim, have you seen this? I did see the Eternals and. I, you know, I, I think my official review of it would be is it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah. it, it didn't really seem to fit into larger Marvel lore and it was doing something new, which I kind of liked. But yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It wasn't super memorable, I don't think, but it was good. Yeah, it was. It was fun, it was, I, it was fun I, to watch. I am glad I saw it. Yeah, it's not going to be one that I go back and like rewatch a whole bunch. And like if they make more cool, if they don't, I'm fine with that, too. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's yeah. It's an interesting movie because you've got the immortal Angelina Jolie, who's like a side character in the movie. And I'm like, you could use her more (laughs) like you have the biggest star in the movie and she's just like there. Again, I'm not saying she's not acting her ass off doing a great job. She's fantastic. 
Um, I just, I was like, wait, what? Huh? I thought she'd be the star and she wasn't, which is fine. It's fine. Um, but I, I, I thought that I really liked all the celestial stuff in it. I thought that was really interesting. I thought the celestials are really cool. Um, I, I, I liked all that. The, the Eternals, maybe not as much. The, the, I mean, they were fine, but you know, the celestials, I, I really liked all that. Um, uh, the ending uh, post credits was weird. Like you just throw Harry Styles in it, and now he's Thanos's brother or something. Like I don't understand that at all. Like and he's he's like calling himself one of the best Super Nintendo games of all time. I don't also understand that Star Fox or whatever. But um, so that was weird. I but, don't remember uh, that post credit scene whatsoever. What the hell? I just <laughs> really? can I just like eject that from my mind or something? What yeah, the hell? it's Harry very Styles possible. Just came it's in and weird. Started singing watermelon sugar. He just came singing it. No. He was in it, and he's <sighs> Thanos's brother or some crap. And I'm like, um, okay. okay. Thanos's brother doesn't have a nut section. I didn't understand anything that was happening. <laughs> and is um, in purple. Hey, yeah, I, 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 I thought you were. I don't know. Someone's gonna call and be like, actually, it was Thanos's cousin, I believe. Uh, if you look at, he is a cross between a Blaxianosh and a Dwarfenberg, and he can doesn't need a nut section. So anyways, I, I, I look forward to those moments. Thank you. Uh, I just hit my microphone. sex. Uh, so I really do our hit four. Four is just going to be one. Um, so that was a great movie. Spider-Man No Way Home, I can't talk about. But she good. She good. Made a couple bucks even. So what else have I been watching? A lot of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Apparently it's a show I'll watch until I'm dead. The new season 13 dropped a little while ago for folks that kickstarted it, which was me because I'll always give them money. Probably, you know, because I love the show so much. This is the season that's right after their Netflix run. I am. I've, I've always had a really great view of Netflix in my mind after they sort of treated Mystery Science Theater 3000. I'm not so sure they're as high up there as I thought. I'm not saying that Netflix has to fund shows that they don't that pe- they don't get any you know, people don't really watch a lot. You know, I mean, Stranger Things is like way more popular. People watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. But let's face it, shows like Stranger Things and whatever they're, you know, like are way bigger. You know what I mean? So they got to they got to figure it out. But apparently when they stopped on the show, they had these contracts and stuff, which meant like some of the sets they used and stuff like that couldn't be used on the new show. Oh, no. Uh, And so they had to redo a lot of it. And they also had to do some of it because of COVID. So they also had to change how they shot it. Um, A lot more green screen. They had to redo a lot of the effects. They had to redo some some music. So I don't know. I. It's 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 all good. It's all good. It, it's a great show. I just I just kind of wish they could have reused some of the old stuff too, from from the Netflix seasons because those were fantastic. Uh, just really really good. They they they've done a couple things in season thirteen to address some of the fan criticism. One critique amongst a lot of Misty's is the jokes are faster than the original show. So in the original show, the jokes were reasonable pace. You you know they were just talking, and there'd be some silence, and you could hear the movie, and then they make a joke and stuff like that and the new seasons on netflix they're just just like bam 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 just the jokes are like a machine gun rolling and it's great it's fun it's really fun but some of the old school missies were like yo slow the jokes down let, let them breathe a little bit and they did that in season 13 shows a lot better because of it it's nice to be able to throw your own jokes in the middle too you know when you're watching <laughs> it i mean it's not as good like i'm not as funny as them they wrote the you know they spent you know but it's still nice to be able to do it so so far the season uh, so what was the big deal they did with season 13 not only was it just a new season they raised 6.5 million 
They also are building something called the Gizmoplex. So again, Mystery Science Theater 3000 has a huge history of being picked up and being canceled by a network. (laughs) Netflix and Comedy Central and Sci-Fi Network and all that. So apparently... The fans really love the show. I mean, we we kickstarted it for six million before, and then we kickstarted it for another six point eight after Netflix. So what they're trying to do is they're building the, uh, the Gizmoplex, and the idea is that um, we're not they're not trying to put us on a network or you know streaming service that doesn't make any sense. They're building their own thing, kind of putting out on top of VHX, and they've got their own Gizmoplex app, and then there's a website. And you can get a subscription to it and you can watch the new season as they come out. And they're going to be live streaming events with other Misty fans where everyone watches it together, talks in a chat room, uh, watches it with their friends. And uh, there's been two episodes released this way. Episode, the first one, which is Santo and the Lost Treasure of Dracula. (laughs) Wow. So Santo is a legendary Mexican luchador wrestler. (laughs) It was so popular. He had a movie, tons of movies, kind of like Ernest or Michael Jordan, I suppose, with Space Jam, except this one's about vampires. And the original movie is really racy. I mean, really racy. Uh, I'm just saying it's not a movie you want to watch with kids. Um, Whew. I don't don't even want to talk. I don't want to talk about I don't want to make jokes about it. It's pretty racy. Uh, but Dracula. Oh, my. Anyways. So uh, they they cut out all the racy stuff, but it is so crazy. It's so much fun. The, the movie is just bonkers. And then they did uh, just la- this last Friday. They did Robot Wars, which is if like Robot Jocks was worse. Uh, <laughs> it was so much fun. Just really bad, you know, 90s um, mech movie. It's really, really fun. So they're trying to move forward with this. And the idea is that they can fund future seasons by people paying for the Gizmoplex and getting a subscription and, you know, becoming like a patron, like a movies club kind of thing. Um, That one's going to be interesting because they funded the season off six point eight million, which if you take how many Kickstarter backers there were, that means the average Kickstarter backer backed it for about two hundred bucks each. So apparently they have 30,000 hardcore fans, just hardcore. That's a lot. That's not that many, by the way. So you're going to get even more fans for less or something. I don't know how that's going to work. You know what I mean? You're going to get like 100,000 subscribers to pay that. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, pay less. So it's all good. They can keep doing Kickstarters until they're dead and we're going to fund these silly robot riffing movies forever. I mean, I, I of course we will. But I just I just hope this show lives on and I'm not I'm not sure about the model exactly. But I love the show and hopefully it does. Season 13 is real good. I feel like a Kickstarter um, model might be better for them than Netflix, honestly, because like you said, Netflix is kind of unstable for something like that. Uh, so maybe, yeah, I mean, giving it straight to the fans small... to fund might be better off yeah. for them. I, I think I agree. I think they just don't like doing Kickstarter because it's a lot of a lot of work, and they just want to, you know, they just want to keep making the shows. You know, there's a lot of work that goes involved with a very very successful Kickstarter. They hire people just to manage it. It's so massive. So hopefully the gizmoplex model will work and then we can just you know maybe buy the blu-ray set or whatever you know after it's done i I don't mind you know so another thing i've been watching too has been the original star trek films on blu-ray i love these movies so much the original star trek the motion picture i'm sorry haters it's really good it's just (laughs) slow like i mean do do you not like 
you know, uh, that one movie. Oh, gosh, I can't remember that old slow sci-fi movie that was directed by The Shining Guy. What was it? Two thousand and one, a space odyssey. You don't like that? I mean, it's it, I don't know. Anyways, it's it's more it's more exciting than that. So uh, in terms of the action, anyway. But no, I love I love these old Star Trek films. You know, Wrath of Khan's a classic. Search for Spock, Voyage Home, Undiscovered Country still might be my favorite. Um, I think that movie is so good, it's so good, and just just fantastic movies. And that's what I've been watching. All right, everyone, we had one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we end up in the show. Just wanted to thank everyone wait, wait, wait. for Did Tim do his listen. watching. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, you didn't do it? No. Okay. All right, fine. Then we'll cut that shit. <laughs> so this is the Sorry. episode where John Poor forgets Tim. that Tim is here. <laughs> there guy here. We're rusty as hell. It's fine. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. All right. So hold on, hold on. We, we gonna, kind okay. of already talked about hold, a lot hold, of the. Hold, hold on a sec. I got to enter it. One second. All right, right. Tim, hi. I didn't want to forget you there. <laughs> Again. <laughs> never no, no, it's fine. You, I'm not bitter. Just you know, just it's just Tim. Don't need to talk about him at all. Feel free to edit that out. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> or put so, that Tim, in the, put that in the outro. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might be a perfect outro. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, um, so we kind of talked about already some of the like big things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, over the last year, I've watched a lot uh, more than I care to really go through each thing individually um but uh there was there is a couple things that i wanted to just bring up that we didn't go over so one and you kind of hit on this john about netflix like dropping stuff if it's not like super you know popular and things like that and so i'm gonna go there i'm gonna talk about the cowboy bebop live action show first off did either of you guys watch this I'm interested to see what you say about this. I have not watched it yet. I've heard mostly bad and some good things. So I'm yes. interested to see what you think. And I and I will say that, you know, it's definitely not perfect. Uh, there is a lot wrong with the show, but I thought it had a lot of really good potential. The core trio of actors to play, you know, the main three people were great. And as it was going on, like, I really liked the chemistry that they had together. Now, I have seen the original anime and I'm a fan of it, but I also don't think that the original anime was like perfect either. There was a lot that I didn't like about the original anime. And there's definitely some things that, you know, should be updated. And I thought that they made an honest effort to do that with the show. I think it really sucks that they got canceled so soon. I mean, like three days. What was it? Three days yeah, after it came out like and that, they announced yeah. that it was canceled. Like, let the show have a chance, guys. <laughs> and, you know, it, yeah, it, there were definitely some weird choices. Like I thought the aesthetics of some of the show, like outside of the costuming, I thought the costuming was really good. But like 
some of the sets that they used and also especially like some of the uh, like vehicles had this almost like weird retro futuristic, but it doesn't fit the like the rest of the theme for the show. So there was definitely some weird choices. And I think people got hung up on that. Some of the dialogue was definitely not great. <laughs> There's one line in particular that is so bad um, that I, I have to call it out. Um, so one of the characters, you know, who's a black man says, like, are you trying to or is this blackmail? And she says, like, well, you are black and you are male. It's just no. so, so bad. It's so oh. bad. But like oh. for every like moment where there's like something cringy, there's other stuff that's just great. And I again, the core cast, I really enjoyed any time that they were together and like riffing off each other. It deserved a second season to try to fix what needed to be fixed and refine what was good, you know, it should have at least gotten that. And it really sucks that they canceled it so soon, especially because it definitely seems like everybody that was working on it was passionate about it, even if the end product wasn't perfect. <laughs> OK, so another show that I it's, you know, that I'm currently watching is called uh, Our Flag Means Death. And oh, my gosh, I love this show. Um it's got a lot of the same people working on it that worked on uh, what we do in the shadows. So if you're a fan of that show, you definitely need to give this one. It's uh, it's a pirate show based on actually two real pirates. Um, you know, uh, Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard and Rise Darby plays. Um, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, he's he's the like main character who's this sort of like foppish guy who just he was a wealthy landowner who just decides one day, you know what? I want to be a pirate and just goes and does it. And he's horrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he makes he becomes friends with Blackbeard, who kind of like starts to show him the ropes. And yeah, anyways, it's great and it is hilarious. And there's a lot of like great comedy actors who reprise their role, you know, play different roles on this um you definitely need to give it a, a try one one last movie that i wanted to, to mention and i i think i even texted you guys when i went to go see it uh i saw uh studio 666 uh and it was like one of the first movies i'd seen in a theater since covid i think there was only like one maybe two other movies i've seen during the whole pandemic um, and it, I saw it, I, I really enjoyed it because I had, you know, my expectations for this movie was it was going to be the Foo Fighters being silly. It was going to be gory and I was, it was going to be funny and it hit all three and that was all I wanted. And I had a really fun time. I also saw it under the perfect conditions because I went with my brother-in-law and my buddy Craig we were the only ones in the theater. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so that's great. We we all just decided uh, we all got a beer. We decided we were going to take a drink anytime one of us said, what the fuck? <laughs> and we we just had a blast watching this movie together and, you know, totally alone in the theater with our drinks. It was a blast. Um, I don't necessarily say, you know, go see this in the theaters, but if you're a horror fan, and you're a fan of the Foo Fighters, 
grab some buddies that you know are not going to take this too seriously. Grab some drinks, watch it together and just have fun. It, it's yeah. Tim question. Go for it. Does it have Taylor? Is Taylor Hawkins in it? He is. Wow. Yeah. It might be a nice way to might be a nice way to say goodbye to him. So yeah, yeah he passed recently. Yeah. Sad. And he's he's funny in that movie, too. Yeah. He's always been super funny and like amazing and everything I've seen, like in, in like behind the scenes interviews and shit like that. So super sad. Super sad. Yeah, that is. Yeah. R.I.P. Man, that's one of my friends had tickets to go see them in May. So that's probably not going to happen now. Oh, I don't know how you replace yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Like, like Taylor played not easily. Dave not Roll easily, yeah. drum lines like Dave Roll plays them. So I don't know how you replace him. Like that's just that's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's a somber note to end this on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I wanted to end things off just talking about something really quickly here, but this is uh, this is aged news. I know this is not top of everyone's mind right now, but Microsoft bought another company. Uh, they but apparently, but Zenimax was not enough. Wasn't? Mm-mm, no. We need to buy Activision and Blizzard. Both, because. Anyways, so I want to talk about this one a little bit. Um, Tim, I know you have thoughts on this. What do you think? Activision and Blizzard got bought out by everyone's favorite solitaire maker. What do you think about this, Tim? Okay, this this is my thoughts, not just on this particular acquisition, but, you know, with, you know, mergers and stuff in general. Stop it. Okay, just stop it. (laughs) No. Yeah, agreed. Like... Things are already too, you know, these companies are getting too big. They're, you know, just buying up all these other smaller companies, sucking all the oxygen out of the room, you know, uh, pushing out any other kind of like creative talent. Stop it. <laughs> just no. Bad. <laughs> and I really. Well, I, if we I do believe Bill Gates conf- just got your message and it's over. Yeah, They're yeah, never no. going to acquire and another if we had company again. Leadership. The government would be stepping in and doing something this because, you know, we have antitrust laws. It'd be great if they were enforced. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what at what point it becomes antitrust, but. Yeah, I don't yeah. think um, I don't think Microsoft is near the number one or even close to it. But yeah, I. OK, uh, Travis, what do you think? I so I had a lot of mixed feelings about the Bethesda acquisition because um, I don't really like console makers having that much control over like various game developers like they're working toward on the other hand bethesda has made some questionable decisions and maybe microsoft can ride the ship in a way like maybe under microsoft you mean activision blizzard you're talking about bethesda no no no. Hmm. i'm going back and talking about bethesda like oh okay right gotcha gotcha um I didn't hate Fallout 76 by any means, but it was had a lot of problems Uh, like their their game development times seem to be like insanely long. Maybe maybe Microsoft being in charge of Bethesda could have some benefit there. I still don't like that. It's going to eventually 
cut out the PlayStation players from playing those games. But, you know, it's Microsoft, so I know I'm, I'm at least going to be able to play them on PC. So that's that's, you know, fine. Activision Blizzard is huge, though, like. It's Activision, like Call of Duty, the yearly Call of Duty that everybody loves to play is now Microsoft. And I'm assuming that they just they've said that they are not planning on taking that away from PlayStation anytime soon. But who knows what might happen? Like, it's just I feel like consolidating all these studios down into a few hands or a few companies is just like it's asking for trouble in terms of innovation and like new ideas coming out. It's not like Activision was pushing a lot of new ideas out. They're kind of doing their thing like they've been doing with the yearly Call of Duty, like I mentioned. But just I want more diversity rather than less in terms of the game studios, their game, the ownership of the game studios, because I worry that it's just going to come down to if you want to play these games, you have to buy a PlayStation. If you want to play these games, you have to buy an Xbox. And eventually, if they keep buying out studios like this, there's not going to be anything cross platform. And that's bad for everybody. Thank you, Travis. So I, I can't really comment too much on the legalities of this because I'm not a lawyer. Um, I will say that I like Microsoft. And even after this acquisition, I still like them a lot. I've got a Series X. I love it. Windows. Because, you know, my PC, I think it's great. I um, I think Microsoft now isn't the company that I thought of Microsoft back then. You know what I mean? The Windows XP Microsoft era, the Windows 98 era. I, I think it's a really different company now. And, and, I, and I kind of appreciate it for that. What you said, Travis, though, I think is really interesting because I don't know that anyone wants to have a world where you can't buy either console to play the same kind of games. Like when I bought a PlayStation three, the games I played on it were Skyrim, Portal two, Wolfenstein, (laughs) you know, uh, Fallout three, Diablo three, et cetera. And now can I play those games on PlayStation? The new ones? Probably not anymore, you know? And I think that's kind of a bummer. Um, and, and I think that's the only reason like I, I, I think that's I don't I don't th- I, I get why Microsoft did it. And I totally I'm not even sure it's a bad choice. Right. They're trying to, you know, have a massive games library for Games Pass. Totally, totally awesome. Totally get it. Um, I just don't know, you know. Yeah, like you, you PlayStation players are not going to have some games on there anymore, you know, so that's a real bummer. Right. Starfield probably not coming to PlayStation five. <laughs> So it's kind of a bummer and I'm sure the game's going to be great, but it'll be on PC. So, but I I think in a way, like for the most part, I I think I like this actually, because if we're thinking about Blizzard specifically, and there's a little bit, uh, I think Blizzard as a company can, can benefit by maybe Microsoft being in charge of them. I think for a couple reasons. One, I think it, if you look at how Microsoft seems to do game development through its, partners and stuff when um, they bought out Double Fine Studios, it meant that they could put in a a piece of Psychonauts 2 that they weren't going to add. Microsoft buying them meant, okay, great. We don't have to cut out a section. We can finish it because Microsoft will give you more time to make it. Whoa, 
Psychonauts 2 people love that, I bet. Right. What did Microsoft do with Halo Infinite when they weren't ready to launch it? Well, they gave them more time to launch it. And it, the game is great. It, it's so good. Right. People are really loving the game. So, you know, maybe Blizzard needs, you know, a little bit more time on some of the games. Right. I think one of the critiques of, you know, Warcraft 3 remastered was it was rushed out too fast. OK. OK. You know. Microsoft might have helped them there. Um, yeah, and, and I think that, uh, you know, a, a Blizzard focusing on new IP might be cool, like new new kinds of games, right? Might be really interesting. Activision, I think we all kind of know what's happening with Activision in terms of lawsuits and Blizzard in terms of discrimination and stuff. Um, these aren't problems Microsoft has in the that I've heard in the media. I think, you know, I, I, you know, so I think they can help them a lot with some of this stuff. I think some video game companies need work. A lot of companies. Need yeah, work, those do. I, I, and those I like, do for sure. Yeah, right. And and I so I think Microsoft can help. I really do. Um, Yeah. And the Xbox is a great system. It's just, you know, sad that a lot of the games that we used to play on both systems, you're not going to be able to play the new ones. And Travis, I think there will be cross-platform games. It's just going to be the infinite sea of indie games. It's going to be, you know, oh, right. the yeah. cross-platform yeah. games, right? Those are never, and that's fine. Like, Microsoft isn't rushing out to buy the creator of Undertale, for instance. Like, that's not on their, <laughs> yeah, that's not on their radar. Right. But I think that we're going to look at games like Minecraft and, you know, hey, you know, that hasn't ever been locked down to a platform, you know. So I think that when we're looking at Call of Duty, you know, it's probably going to always be cross platform, you know, new id games. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> new I think Blizzard they would, games. They would be nope. shooting themselves in the foot if they knock Call of Duty out from PlayStation because they're cutting out a massive source of revenue. But no, I think yeah. I think the new Blizzard games, new Bethesda games, prob yeah. probably not gonna see playstation diablo 4 was coming out on playstation 5 will it now yeah who nope. knows <laughs> probably not so i don't know sad but sad but true so i i think all in all pretty cool Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. Sorry, as it is, you may have heard the door behind me. My son came in to ask me where the feather duster is. You know, super important. Couldn't have waited till afterwards. <laughs> it happens. Father, where's the feather duster? Someone needs a tickling. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. Exactly like that. <laughs>